0: good morning this is mike jibo with the fight like a bear podcast we have another podcast for you today we have some uh, visitors here uh, actually some staff and we're going to talk about a few things Uh, we got some questions we want to go over Uh, maybe first of all we'll do a little recap and then if you guys want to talk about what what you mentioned last week, if you remember, and if not, we'll just kind of talk about our today's podcast. So uh, whoever wants to go first.
1: Sure. So, hey, good morning, Box Elder Bears. Happy Thursday. Um, just a reminder, we don't have school tomorrow, so uh, just keep that in the back of your head as well as we go through this. But uh, this is Michael. I'm coming in, and I uh, just want to say good morning to you guys. Uh, and, yeah, we'll go from there.
2: Uh, uh, Mrs. Baker-Nia. Um, for today just hello everyone out there in your homes in quarantine working or doing your remote learning either from our school or other schools in the local area Um, and just keep in mind and remind yourself to social distance and hand sanitize your hands wear a mask um
3: Good morning, Box Elder Bears. This is Miss Blackbird, uh, the school counselor. And I just wanted to say good morning. And um, I know it's Thursday. It's distance learning. I hope everybody's getting online and doing what they need to do. And you guys are um, doing your guys' academics and staying on track with that. So enjoy your long weekend.
1: (laughs) Also, uh, just uh, to... point myself back in it I didn't uh reintroduce myself from the first um uh um podcast we had but uh Michael the the um, mental health or school counselor uh here at Box Elder and also the junior high football coach uh just so you guys could be more familiar some of you guys might see me on the field or in school so just want to say good morning to you guys and make sure you guys understand uh who's all on this uh session together
0: all right, awesome. So our topic today is we're talking about protective factors in the community and in our, for our students. And um, this even includes staff and uh, administration. So we're all kind of dealing with the COVID situation as best we can. And there's some helpful things that are in our um, different areas. I think specifically, we were looking at some of the things that were helpful within our, within our individual person, with our relationships and then in the community. And then, lastly, the society. So, we have a lot of things that are helpful for us, and uh, we got some questions for our um, our panel. And the first one is, uh, what are your thoughts on the Box Elder School efforts to address depression, anxiety, and trauma-related issues? And this comes from in the past. Um, there's been some discussion with uh, Rocky Boy Health Center, and that was really what they thought was. The most common diagnoses in the community is really depression, anxiety, and the trauma related disorders. So, and if you look at our community health assessment from 2019, it really highlights all the issues. It highlights the top 10 um, priority issues, and, and all those issues are in the top five. So, so,
1: absolutely, and I agree 100% on that. Box Elder, I think they do a great job to make sure that we are taking trainings to be able to identify um, symptoms that are um, attached to suicidal ideation or actually going about suicide with harm to self. And, uh, with this COVID going on, on top of, you know, um, the understanding of poverty as well is that, uh, a lot of families and individuals are separated. They're isolated from, um, people who they care about, people they love. And, uh, that can be a hard time when we're going through, um, uh, trials tribulations like this because uh those people are not able to share their concerns those thoughts with uh, other people and um it can really affect their mental health and by mental health we're talking the thoughts that are going through their head um if you think about it when 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 we get angry as people and uh we're not we don't feel that someone's not listening to us we begin to want to act out we 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 vent and that, those, those, that behavior that we have, it can cause a lot of damage, whether it's to ourself, to um, property, or to someone else. And a lot of the reasons why we, we get to that emotional state is because we are not able to process what is going on in our thoughts. So over time, when someone's being isolated... Um, Those thoughts, those negative thoughts are just building up. And a lot of the reason is, is because they're not able to talk to someone about it and get it out. And for um, the person that they're talking to, um, to also be able to listen, listen into that person, how they're feeling and validate what they're going through to let them know that everything is going to be okay and that this is just a temporary feeling. So I think as uh, Box Elder School staff, us as counselors, we are taught to, to focus in on people's emotions, focus in on their triggers, and also help them to come up with a solution to the problem in order to help them to move forward um, in a healthy way of resolving those emotions, those issues or um, irrational thoughts, those thoughts that aren't true, but it's more of just a a current feeling. Um, uh, For an example, we have kids in class that, sometimes they get so frustrated with their homework, they yell out, I want to kill myself. And it's like, as teachers, we're thinking, really? You really want to kill yourself because you can't solve one math problem? And sometimes by us reflecting, like talking back on what that kid just said, they think like, oh, you know what, you're right. I don't, I don't really want to kill myself. It's more of just a thought. The key is, is that that student had someone to talk with him and to help him to understand like whoa i can 't believe I just said that. no, that was just a feeling so the The bigger picture is is over time when we're when we 're isolated with ourselves, we can have those those negative thoughts, those negative words in our head, and um, the the one of the big the bigger picture is is that you're able to talk with someone about it that can help you to realize that you know that those thoughts or that emotion really isn't acceptable at this time. This, you know, it's just it's going too far than what it is. There, there is a solution to it. So, I don't know how you guys feel about that.
0: All right. Thanks for your reaction, Mike. Um, do you have any thoughts on that, Karen?
3: Um, on having irrational thoughts with students. Um. I think the good thing about Box Elder School is uh, that we have probably about five or six counselors, Mm -hmm. uh, licensed school counselors on hand that could assist students um, to work through that process and to um, let them know that um, they don't have to act on their thoughts, but also we contact the, the parents a lot of the times or the guardians. So I think um, our efforts as a school and as a counseling team, and with our educators and everybody that works at Box Elder School, I think we're very knowledgeable about students' behaviors, students' thoughts, um, concerns. Um, it seems like everybody in the building, if they have a concern, ends up coming to one of us counselors or one of the principals. You know, and um, we're part of it as a team to try to um, better help that situation. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like we're pretty um, armed here at Boxholder School with caring people that are aware of depression, anxiety, you know, suicidal ideations, and so forth.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. And um, and Kishay is an intern, so she um, may not have had input on in the past uh, for question one. So we'll just move on to the next question, which is, what have been your own protective factors in your life? And this can be... Um, you know whatever you're thinking, whatever you can recall, mm-hmm. that have been protective factors. And then just before we um go into that, you know I think just mentioning a few things. Well, what the um what the literature shows is that when we have uh, parental connectedness and um, with our parents having good communication with our parents and also our siblings, we're able to um, get practice in talking things out because a lot of the uh, conflict is you know is is, uh, always in our families we we deal with conflict on a daily basis all of us in the work field school so we have to manage conflict and also getting involved in our tribal heritage is another big area that is helpful for people to develop coping skills we really rely on school attendance people attending school right now it's um partly in person and partly in digital so that's a little bit mixed right now but as we get closer to opening up more um more of a percentage than 25 percent which is right now we'll, we'll start to build on that and also positive social norms uh, seeing people do good things positive things uh, when they're altruistic or if they're being kind to other people and kids see that when our students see that they're all they're likely to copy that and and also having positive opportunities for our students that really makes a big difference so fun. so those are just kind of a just a, a summary of some of the protective factors that we have seen that have been helpful for our students so
1: absolutely um and to add on to that uh you know i think it's also good uh when we can share our own stories on things that have helped to protect ourselves uh and i think you hit a few right on the spot mike uh with um when it comes to having uh uh safe parents or 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 uh, siblings or um, peers that you can go to at times, uh, because truth is that sometimes, uh, kids, they feel that, uh, adults don't understand, even though that we have been there before and that we, we are open ears. I think that they maybe sometimes see us as these, um, authoritative figures that are just there to tell them what they need to do. Um, so I know when I was younger, um, uh, long story short, my father, he passed away. He had a brain aneurysm, and that was a low part in my life because my father, he he did so much for me, and as me being a young man, that's the person I looked up to. He was my role model. He was my hero. So when when something devastating like that happened in my life, it I went into depression. I had suicidal thoughts. I, I would think of things in my head like, well, what's the point of me living if... I don't have that male figure to guide me, and um when depression hit me, the thing what it looks like is for me at least is my grades started to go downhill i was I went from getting like decent grades to c's and B's to getting straight f's I was still going to school um I wanted to be around my friends, but I had no the energy that I used to have was just no longer there. I didn't have the energy to interact with teachers. Um, to participate in sports, things that I used to do when my dad was alive, I no longer did, and it took me a couple years to realize that that was the reason I was doing it. And um, my my mother at the time, her her being a, a widow now, not having a father, she was going through her own depression, and and I don't think she. Quite understood how to help us out because she was hurting so much. So um, as time went on, I I was I had a, f- a few people that came into my life that were positive role models that knew slightly of what was going on and they they continued to talk with me and they they gave me opportunities to um, to do something different with my life. So in a way, they basically, they didn't take over where my dad left off, but they, they also helped me along the way. And um, I think that's that's a powerful thing when we talk about peers and family members is understanding what are those positive figures? What do they look like? How, how can we find those people and uh, know that they are there for our best interest to pull us out? Um, I think that a lot of kids, uh, they they're they're trying to fit in. They're we're, they're at a stage where they want to fit in with the cool kids and all that. And um what happens is is that it turns out that they are um how can I put it? They're they're becoming someone they're not and that's what was going on with me. I was becoming someone I was I was not. I instead of me being this family kid that wanted to hang out with family members and do sports, I began hanging out with kids that were in gangs, that smoked marijuana, um, things that were not my usual self. And I was looking for acceptance. So that stuff steered me off in the wrong direction. And I lost myself for a little bit. But once again, it it got to a point where positive people came in my life and they spoke positivity over me, but they also had to um, call me out on the things I was doing. And I think it hit my spirit at a point where I was like, you know what, they're right, that this isn't me. I, I, I never did this stuff before. Now that my dad passed away, I see how things are changing. So I think that's, that's my story behind it. And I think that's a, a powerful way of thinking about when, we, when we're going through s- stuff like this, um, um, being separated from family or going through depression based off of whatever that's happened in your family um, that we also look at how are we changing? What what? How am I feeling right now? How has this affected me since um, the passing of a family member or or um, the horrible event that's happened uh, to my family that caused a drastic change? So
0: awesome! Thanks for that response. I think what you've shared was really. Um, highlights what we deal with in, in our community as we do as, um, family members um, or people we love you know we, we have to manage our emotional outcome and um, that's something that is, is ongoing and as we develop skills he um, also mentioned involvement in sports you know that's really one of the uh, you know one of the um, outlets and just I know that we didn't mention here on here but we before we started the podcast we uh, we um, lit some smudge and we, um, we mm-hmm. offered prayer and so that's really of the things that are helpful for us, and uh, and yeah, and then just as we're really talking, you know, I want to throw out that 1 800 273 talk. There's also a text. Do you guys know the text?
1: I don't know the text, but I could look it up as we go through this, and we can uh, make sure to get that at the end as right. well. To add on,
0: yeah, uh, did you want to add anything, Um. Uh, in regards
2: to personal experiences, I think at some point in our life at a very young age, we might learn and observe or witness something in a negative way that kind of keeps it in our memory, where we learn from our social environments, which is the external aspect of these things that are not so healthy. And and those not so healthy aspects that we see, witness, feel, hear, or touch, create you know that sense of hopelessness when we're finding our way more into this darkness of what suicide is is you know that hopelessness they're filled with stress or family conflict or abuse mm-hmm. might even be poverty or just in instability basically and you know here at Box Elder as an intern school counselor just understanding that historical trauma and all of the years of abuse or poverty within history, either placed on Native Americans or First Nations people by governmental pos- policies, you know, created um, these these disparities, these gaps, these disconnections where, you know, our identity and strengths were no longer really there. And And when we're looking at our youth here at Box Elder School, it's like we're a family, we're a community. And and to do that and to reach out and provide responsive services for our students is just like making sure that their personal circumstances or their concerns or their problems, you know, do not interfere with their health or their social, their emotional, or even academic. And with our high schoolers, they're, they're in a way where if they're experiencing so much of that, that instability and they're in that dark place, to just sit with us and say, you know, place your hand on your heart. And, you know, what do you feel? And kind of see where they are and what their response is to say that that's a possibility, that there is hope. Mm-hmm. And just to build on that and to connect in a way where we show that empathic listening and that we're genuine in what we want to achieve and build that relationship or or what they might be going through. is. A person doesn't walk with signs over their head saying, you know, I'm depressed, I'm anxiety. They most often will, will not even say anything, or they'll hide, or they'll go in the community and find some external something to attach to that would create a, a, a false sense of belonging, and that would be our addictions or our alcoholisms, and our instability creates an imbalance. And with our youth here, that main focus would be you are a valued person mm-hmm. you are a very treasured person you're our future therefore to create that mm-hmm. that intervention or it the, even if they're in crisis as a team you know that's the whole thought I have with what I would like to say
0: absolutely yeah mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that cliche. that really hits home with uh, our community and that we value the students and that we um want to do as much as we can for them to help them cope. You know, we're resilient as a people, as a tribe, as a group, and that's what we want to just capture in all of our students, too. So mm-hmm. so we'll move on to Karen. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that last one?
3: On question, the protective factors? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, thinking back, um, you know, when I was in high school and so forth, we didn't have many counselors in our schools mm-hmm. at that time, and so... um. As I think about these youth um, now, you know, I think um, they're very lucky to have five or six handful of counselors in one building, you know, and um, even uh, the educators that they could connect with, the bus drivers, you know, somebody that they could connect and maybe talk with, um, mm-hmm. too, or you know. So I th- I believe that um, you know being aware. Of feelings being aware of like triggers that set you off you know just being self-aware of things um, within yourself and knowing like if you need help or if you you know um, if you're thinking suicidal uh, mm-hmm. thoughts and just come into like an adult a safe adult here at Boxholder School you know we're always willing to help people and you know as an adult um, When I'm having a bad day, I need to communicate with a safe person, you know, about my day. Sometimes it's just to vent. Sometimes it's for an opinion. Did I do this right? Um, I'm not sure if I did the right thing, you know. Um, It's like I always kind of need somebody to bounce my thoughts off of, my feelings off of, my actions. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, the students are lucky that they Um, At Box Elder, we have a lot of caring people that would um, do that for them here, and they just need to reach out to us and know that we're here for you guys and, you know, to take care of all um, the depression or the bad thinking and stuff. You know, we'll help you take care of that so that you could uh, get your education and, you know, have a better life and go on to college. Like, that's our main focus is to Mm -hmm. kind of just help you to uh, get stable or get help. You know, and because um, you guys are our future, mm-hmm. and so we, we are investing in helping our students here at Box Elder. Mm-hmm. That's all.
0: Okay, so, yeah, I want to I wanna thank you, Karen, for sharing that. I think that was a really good uh, moving response. I want to thank all of our students for being involved in all the activities that to do and the ones that are choosing to come to school, the ones that are involved in sports, mm-hmm. football, the cross-country, all the sports, I think that is really a good place to interact as a as a team, and uh, it's just helpful to be involved in a group. And you know, as we we do have a really positive, strong uh, counseling team at Bucks Elder School, and uh, we're really here to help people, help students. And I think another thing that Mike mentioned was the anger that people experience, and then the anger management skills that we develop as we um, as we uh, get through the sessions. And so, so just. Um, As we get ready to conclude, uh, do you guys have any concluding thoughts before we um, wrap it up?
1: Sure. Um, I like how you talked about the sports, maybe because that's something that I can definitely relate to. Um, It has been shown through research that when we are able to do active working out with our bodies and stuff, that it helps to reduce um, anxieties, worries, and stuff like that. But we also need to understand that not everyone likes to work out, so... We have to understand other coping skills. So another thing, kids, that you can do is figure out questions you can ask yourself. What are things that I like to do to get my mind off of when I'm feeling angry? Um, I've heard kids talk about music, listening to music, uh, maybe music that relates to how they're feeling at the time being. Um, Some do poetry, being able to write it down, uh, how they're feeling, Um, even doing a journal. You know, these are other um, great things that you could do to help cope with how you're feeling by being able to express it through paper, through lyrics. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, a drawing. Some people can draw how they feel or draw that 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 frustration or that character and what that character will look like on how they're feeling inside. So this is just to give you guys an idea that it, it doesn't always just have to be running and stuff, even though that is a great outlet, and I think everyone should do it. Um, or doing sports but there are other skills that you can do that maybe you're really good at where it can help you to um, relieve those thoughts and um, and stressors and emotions as well so um, I'm glad you asked that Mike
0: mm-hmm. yeah thanks Mike thanks mm-hmm. for sharing sure. that uh, added uh, information um, anybody else have any concluding comments I also want to mention you know with our situation we want to do um Oh, yeah, the text is um, if you text in Montana, it's you text MT to 741741. You'll get a response to a crisis counselor. That's uh, the two letters M and T as in Montana to 741741. So just want to leave that as an added resource for texting and also the 1 800 273 talk. So just want to end with our hand washing uh, message and uh, distancing. And, um, you know, try to keep in mind that you got to be. Hi, keep your hygiene in mind, washing your hands and we practice when you come into your room or leave room to use sanitizer and just to be aware of that every day and along with your mask and mm-hmm. using your masks
1: yeah absolutely you guys stay safe out there. Uh, thank you for tuning in and can't wait to hear from you guys next week. All right guys, talk to you guys later. have a great three-day weekend. See you guys on Monday